If you're not getting real human beings reaching out for you, <laughs> your prospects are low. Welcome to Dads Being Dads, episode 312, with your hosts Randy and Jason. 312, that's the beginning of the reverse Fibonacci sequence, isn't it? What? No, not even close. And there's no such no. thing as the reverse Fibonacci. It would the be 312. The... <laughs> <laughs> Is it too late for you to uh, have your mind bent in such a way? It's very late. And then after the Get show on Tuesdays, mm-hmm. I usually do a little exercise. And it's going to be way oh, late. Wait, you that. do it before, after? The whole day is chocked full of shenanigans. I know. I've noticed. That's why I did it just now, like right before. <laughs> I just got done. Well, you didn't tell out. me. I would have fit it in as well. Well, pfft, I can't know well, your I'm schedule. Getting out of the shower, I'll be a half hour late. Lies on top of lies. Did you did you know that I said it in a uh, a bare tone also? No, I didn't. Because yeah. you typed it. I know. You keep but banging on the desk again. All right. No, I, I'm not even moving. I'm clicking on the stuff. desk. Get over it. Uh. So yeah, so uh, where are we at? We got a mail. I'm going to jump into the mail So uh, because we haven't spent a while. And you know what? We had, actually, we had two people reach out to us who I don't think that reached out. But, wow. We've had two people reach out to us, one via Facebook, uh, who I don't think have reached out to us before. Um, oh, new, new people, you're saying? Yeah, like I, I thought like, I don't know, not to be. He thought things were dead. I got a text message about the show recently. So well. people are still listening and that... Warms my, warms the cockles of my heart. Could everyone um, write in and tell Jason to please stop banging his pen on the no, desk? No, that's not happening. It's not. I, mean, I have no pens in my desk. I told you the the desk is that. Creaky. What is that? Your desk that's, can get some glue I and can't, some tape. Fix it. Just get over it. Um, I'm trying to find the post. Uh, anyways, another person reached out on the Facebooks and told us the. Sh- oh, here it is, Rich Shiro, who I don't know. Uh, I don't think he's ever contacted the show before, but he reached out oh. and said the last episode was hilarious. Which which one? Three ten. So not really the last one. Um, I have three eleven. I still need to post it. Three ten. I posted Friday. Um, I I'm like this is just got to be garbage that nobody can relate to anymore. And then someone reached out who has never reached out before and said it was hilarious. So hilarious. I gotta maybe go back and listen to it or ask someone, my wife, what we said on that. That was funny. <laughs> Yeah, I don't even remember because you didn't take that many notes. The loser talk. Poorly, uh, is that loser talk? <laughs> it was loser talk. Yeah. And um, and I felt like as I'm like posting the show, I'm like, that sounds so bad. Right. And But I don't mean it in a loser talk. Like, I don't mean that people are losers because they don't take the best courses and everything. That's not what I mean. But the the idea don't that- apologize. I think people nah, understand. I did, yeah, I think people do too. But now I, I have this this- thing that i do now i feel bad about everything all the time uh anyways so yeah he he i just want to make sure everybody knew like i don't care what classes your kids able to take it's if you undersell yourself that's loser talk okay anywho we did get an email from uh paul who writes in uh my son is a sophomore in high school and is cur- and currently and is currently mm-hmm. Sophomore. I need to go back and read, take reading class. My son is a sophomore in high school and is currently in several honors classes. Allow me to continue the humble brag. No, I added that in there. I'm just kidding. He talks about the number of people in those classes who are forced into taking them by their parents. Ow, that stabs me in the heart. Yeah. And how they (laughs) hate, and how they hate the experience. 
He also talks about how surprised he is at the number of students in those honor classes who fool around. Just because it's an honors class doesn't mean the kids will behave any better. Okay, I guess right, I'll. So we're one hundred percent wrong on everything. Fine. I don't. I don't. That's th- why we need you to write it? I don't. I. Th- I'm not sure. I agree with that in entirety. Um, it could be. It's a sampling of one. Yep. Yep. It's anecdotal. And it's yeah. anecdotal. Yeah. A hundred other people need to write in and give us their experience, and then we can. <laughs> dad's dadsbeingdads.com. We're not done yet. The best thing you can do as a parent is to talk to your student teacher and guidance counselor to see if your student will be successful in an honors class. Teachers and counselors have a lot of experience in this area and can help guide your student's decision. Also, it is not necessary to take every honors course available to your student. You might find it helpful to talk to a college consultant. Yes, there is such a thing. Parents often, sounds expensive. Parents often make a lot of assumptions on what colleges are looking for, and this can help put your mind at ease. Uh, quick side note, I did talk to somebody who said, um, like, who has kids that are like leaving high school, one one kid's leaving high school, um, I think. And he said something almost the same to that effect. I don't want to, it's sort of gross the way of, as I say this, it's going to sound gross, but he's like, yo, your, your kids go to school, you, you know, this district, uh, these colleges know this district, right? Yeah. Uh, so I was like, wow, okay, is that real? And he's like, yeah, absolutely, it's real. Oh, it's so, absolutely real, yeah. So I didn't, I, I So what that- do they know about it though? What's the conclusion? Well, the conclusion is that it's a very competitive school district. Very competitive, right? Yeah. So if you come out of there with a reasonable, if you survive, they're like, it's the grade A material. <laughs> it's awful, but okay. Well, this has been true for, I didn't mean yeah. literally like as oh. in you don't suicide yourself. That's not what I meant at all. Okay. Okay. Good. I hope not. Because there was a rash of those. A few. And there my was a rash of I mean, those. Yeah, yes. Like anything um, more than zero is awful. I did not. No, yeah. I was not making a okay. very crude and insensitive okay. joke in that regard. But if you know, if you get by with low grades. Yeah. They compare that district to other districts and say, this kid would be a, a star okay. in the next town over. I didn't know that you were – I mean, there's a lot of people that say that actually and don't and don't think they're being crude. So it's it's sort gotcha. of a – yeah, yeah, anyway. And you, you made it through this district. So, okay. One last piece of advice I have is to start having conversation with your kids about careers. It's okay if they have no idea at this point or if it's something that you are not crazy about, like a YouTube creator – he that's his sharing that, your yeah. own experience what my screensaver just went on are you kidding me sharing your own experiences of high school no and college can also be helpful in leading those conversations and getting your kids to start thinking about their future and what they want to do as adults good luck thank you very much paul um i i think if i didn't mention it in that show i definitely mention it in the following show i've tried and tr- i'm trying to have these conversations with my kid about like college and career mm-hmm. and i'm just getting nowhere he looks at me like I'm insane that he would ever have yeah, thought you are, about you are. Yeah, you are insane. Nah, the, I don't know. I mean, okay, so what are your interests? What do you like to do? <laughs> I mean, that, I don't want to make this. Asking that. Go ahead. I don't want to make this about me because it's. I don't, don't want to get too deep into the private school thing either. But so we, this we morning, will. I had a call with the first school out of you know. There's a school that wanted to have a call and just talk. So it was great. I was like, great, let's talk. <laughs> That's great. Let's and talk. I asked my son. I asked my son, I said, listen, I'm going to talk with the school and this is what you know, this is what I want to do with them. These are the, type, the types of things I'm going to ask them. Uh, I'd like you to come up with a list of questions for me to ask on your behalf because he wasn't going to be there yet. It's not an interview, et cetera. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I'm laughing because I've seen the questions. Yeah. So. Uh, uh, like just, you know, uh, staring at the wall for 25 <laughs> minutes. Like, I don't know. Uh, Really? Just any questions. <laughs> Picture yourself there. You're there. 
what are you doing? What are you curious? Like, literally, where's the bathroom? Like, anything you can think of and then expand on it. You know, and right away, I'm coming up with zillions of questions. So he he came up with this list eventually. Uh, and I'll, I'll read them to you really quick. How long are the classes? Like, great. You know, goodness gracious. So I'm going to pause <laughs> with this guy on the call and be like, hey, listen, my son has a set of important questions that I detailed answers to. <laughs> are the classes 47 or 42 minutes long? How long are the classes? <laughs> I mean, it's gonna be like they're an appropriate length. We we should have done a we should have done a bit here where you like ask me and then I answer them. But I oh, think okay, we still can. We still can. How many classes bit. each day? <laughs> and now should I answer them? Then like you know when when Bart goes to that school for the gifted, yeah, uh, season one like episode four. Um, now now let's let's let's, let's pick <laughs> let's pick this uh let's pick this first question apart. How long? The, that's like a these are sort of like legit questions, right? Like they're legit, he, but I think they're missing some nuance. So one of the big yeah. examples, one of the best ones, was he said like, um, "How big are the room?" No, he said, "How big are the dorms?" Was the first one, and well, I said, "You know that's yeah. a, that's a pretty good question, but I think you could expand on it in a million different ways." Yes. like how many floors? How many students per floor? How many students per room? Yeah. What kind of amenities are in the dorm? Will there be laundry? Is there a kitchen? Is there, you know, what kind of things would be useful to me? What's my experience going to be like? Yeah. And then how do you really like dig into that? And they just aren't that good at articulating that yet. And then I start wondering, well, are they looking for kids that can? <laughs> <laughs> I, yeah, yeah. You Is know, this guy taking notes? Like, well, I don't know. See, that's questions. The, that's the whole thing. Like, Pre-reject. <laughs> the innocence of these questions has a sort of gravity to them, right? And yeah. that's what I am that's why I'm like really hesitant about like I don't need my kid asking, now are we gonna be studying the British side of the Revolutionary War or yeah. the war with Americas as well? Or are we only gonna study it from the side of like that? I'm like that's the kind of thing like that's what would be you know, that's what I'm picturing based on all my you know hollywood experience like that's what's being asked of these teachers as you know and i don't know that that's true I, you Probably know like not. i said no. but that's what i envisioned so that's what i'm like oh gross private school like that's gotta mm -hmm. be the most boring thing like who cares about the war with the americas when you're you know 10 12 15 years old and i don't want to be associated with kids that are and, I, and that's a total jerk thing to say i realize <laughs> but like i don't know like I, and that's just because I have no interest in it now. But it could be cool. Like, hey, are we going to be studying? You know, are we going to each get our our own Raspberry Pi and like our own three D printer? Like that stuff could be cool, right? And what does your robotics department look like? Like that kind of thing. Yeah, you know, those types of questions. Yeah. Right. Will we of, each yeah, get our own robot? <laughs> yeah. Do we? Each get, do we each get our own robot? <laughs> yeah. So I think you know, like, but so I can appreciate that kind of stuff. Like you know, when you think, you know, when you look through the eyes of your. 12 10 year old or whatever like what does their world consist of and like i want to know how big my room is like am yes. i gonna have like a five people in the same size room i have now that's not good like i don't want all that I don't yeah know. and and i and i actually talked with the the recruiter guy or admissions guy about this i said you know because he talked about visiting campus and stuff and i told him it's frankly i'm a little concerned about visiting the campuses because what i don't want to have happen is to visit a campus and have my son say this is the one oh, no. because because there's a vending machine in the <laughs> lobby, you know, like because that's what they'll do. Right. I want to go there because they had uh, little Debbie's in the vending machine. The first thing you walk in. Oh, my God. I'm not joking. It'll be like, this is my favorite. This is the best out of all the schools. This is the one I like the most. 
because they had a two-person kayak on the dock or something. You know, some ridiculous anecdotal thing, like, <laughs> it is, and it's just, no, no. <laughs> so in some, in some extent, it's kind of like, the, you know, the visiting isn't even all that important. I, we can get most of the details from the pictures and these tour, these virtual tours and Google Maps. You can get almost 100% of everything. In the yeah. winter, it's going to snow. Like there's weather. We're in New England. It'll look different. All these green pictures are lies. Yeah, yeah I know. Gonna... It's brown and muddy mostly. <laughs> Uh, they have an astroturf field, so that's good. Right? Uh, <laughs> I know that's what's going to happen. That's funny. That's funny. Um, all right. <laughs> so, so back to the email. Like I've sort of come around yeah. on a lot of this stuff. Uh, I know I, maybe it was three hundred nine, maybe it was three hundred ten. I don't remember exactly. Or three ten, at three hundred ten. Um, yeah. Where I was like, he's got to sign up for all honors. I have definitely backed off that position. Um, you know, double down. Sign him talk. up for all. <laughs> no, because and you know what? I was kind of having. I was like, it was funny. It was like I had a, kind of an epiphany when I was like bumping around the shed this weekend, moving his bike and something. I was like, you know what? I don't want him to come home and have four hours of schoolwork to do every day. Mm-hmm. I would never have wanted that. That's not a successful equation for a kid that wants to ride this mountain bike that I'm well, moving right now. Yeah, and I think what we've we talked about and what some of these places are articulating, this place at least did this morning, is that these tiered classes are there for a reason. And the trick is to place them in the right one where they are they fit well and they're challenged a little bit. Yeah. Like if they're challenged too much, the world comes crashing down. If they're not mm. challenged enough, they're bored and then they don't do well anyway. It's like Everybody yeah. kind of knows that intrinsically at this point. We've all heard those stories. And I think where some schools may not do well is is in identifying the appropriate slots for the kids. And in fact, maybe the core problem is actually the parents overriding the school's time-tested system for putting kids <laughs> into the right classes. <laughs> and yeah. all the parents just override them. Well, I, st- I still, I still am going to lean on the pandemic as part of a, a as far as, of a sure. fog factor. I can't. I'm having trouble um, navigating all that, but uh, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. So we're still working on that. That's still in play here. Um, so we'll, oh, that's yeah. what I was going to say. So you, we were talking about uh, what kids like to do and how they know what they're doing and what their interests are. And it just, it reminded me of yeah Sunday. So Sunday was Easter. And of course we had a um, social gathering. <laughs> I don't know, as you do. And fam- same families now that everyone's vaccinated, but us, which is fantastic. And we're playing, we're playing in the yard and they wanted to throw the football. So the dads actually took turns because these four, five, five, six-ish kids, one small kid, Boys, it was only the boys. The girls were doing gymnastics, of course. They took a mat out. They're doing gymnastics. And the boys were playing that game where someone throws the football really high up in the air and they push each other over to see who can catch it first, basically. Yeah, what, right. Doesn't really have a name. It's just see who we can hurt the most and try to catch this football. Were they counting? Were they yelling out like points and then alive well, or dead? The dads were throwing the football. Oh, okay. So I was throwing this football and we kind of rotated through each dad because everyone threw out their arm eventually. Yeah. That's what and, we do. Uh, <laughs> Invariably. They did this for like three hours. I don't know. It was endless. 
and it, it just it just kept going. Like, aren't you guys getting tired of this? And they never they would they would slightly change what they were doing. So it starts out, I'm just throwing the ball, and they're all running to catch it. And then all of a sudden, they're they're all lined up like uh, front to back. I'm like, what is happening now? And they just kind of organically did this. Where and then I would just chuck the ball really high in the air, and they'd all start pushing each other and and fan out to catch the ball. And it just they just kind of silently agreed to keep changing the formation. And it very subtly changed. But this this activity of just we're gonna just we're gonna just keep catching this ball. That was all they cared about for the entire day. <laughs> it didn't it did not bore them. They never got tired of it. They never needed they didn't need to play a game. They didn't need to have like two sides with a score or anything. It was very strange. It's very strange. Did a couple of throw the ball over the whole house and then hope they caught it on the other side. <laughs> that was fun. Did you did they? I don't know. I couldn't see them. It was on the well, other side of the house. They didn't tell you if they caught it or not? No. I mean they came running around the house with the ball, but mm-hmm. who knows? And you weren't like asking them detail? No, no, it wasn't. Okay. No, I was just being very robotic with the catch the ball, throw the ball back. <laughs> the ball. So it seems like a uh, a very simple, fun game where no one was competing for once. Yeah, and actually, they don't they don't tend to get into the competition as much. I mean, they were competing in the sense that they push each other down to catch the ball, but there was no scorekeeping or anything like that. And I guess my whole point of that boring story is is that uh, how are they going to know what they want to be when they grow up? When the they can't. I mean, we're not really looking much further past the next football that's (laughs) thrown at them. That's that's deep, man. (laughs) Deep. But you're right. I know. That's what I'm saying. Like, they don't, he, I don't, they don't have the forethought. And that's, you know, these questions they ask, they don't, they just want to know what their like day to day living experience will be. They don't want to know how it's going to enrich them as a person, right? And and round them out. And, and well, That's a hard thing to articulate. Yeah. I can't even do it. I mean. Because I, I asked, I uh, got into this chat with my son. I said, listen, this is a, because we were doing all this standardized test studying stuff. It's a lot of S's. And, um, you know, it's a lot. I'm trying to teach him quadratic equations and polynomials and all this nonsense. And, um, you know, I was like, listen, what? why do you even want to do this? He's like, what do you mean? I'm like, what is, why are we doing this? Like, do you want to do this? He's like, yeah. I'm like, well, why? Is it just because there might be a vending machine in the dorm that has ding-dongs in it? Like, is that the only reason? Is that you want to live away from your parents? He's like, no, uh, because I think, you know, and then he kind of went on to say things that I felt like maybe I had said to him before and he just kind of repeated back. Because I think, smaller classes would be helpful for me as a student what this isn't you talking (laughs) what are you imagining it's gonna be so i can't tell i can't tell if it's he even recognizes that it's something that would benefit him or if there's just kind of this hint of it could be cool like it could be we might get our own robots you know yeah Hmm. I know. Yeah. All right. Well, so, all right, let's continue to dig on this though. Cause like, how are you making, you know, I mean, I know you have a giant s- spreadsheet, but like, how are you working? Like, how are you going to narrow this down? Yeah, it's fascinating. So uh, I, I made a joke with my wife this morning because I always, um, make fun of her for basically 
committing to the first anything she encounters. It ha- it's a pattern that repeats. Like long when we originally, you know, long time ago, and I wasn't the first thing she met. So she, that's one thing that's different. Um, <laughs> I'm not I'm not her first boyfriend, is what I mean. We went looking for cars for her one time because she had she like never had a car. Like she had this garbage pile car, and then she needed to get a new car for work. She's doing carpentry work. So we went looking for cars. And the very, very first car we saw, she's like, that's the one I want. I'm like, what are you talking about? This thing is a heap of junk. <laughs> like, And she just, her, her mind was just committed to it immediately. And we had <laughs> to get it. We ended up getting it. And it's like really total garbage. But yeah. <laughs> but you, and why didn't you show her a better car? Because there was no changing her mind. So I told her, so I had this talk with the very first school this morning. And I'm relaying the information to her about school. Well, they talked about this and these things. And I see her eyes lighting up. I'm like, this is the school you want to send him to, isn't it? The very first one we talked to. You're <laughs> 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 like, that's not happening. Like, we're going to get through the whole motions here and get some more info. Yeah. So it's, it's, it's a process, like anything, I think. You get, um, you know, you dig, you uncover a little bit, and you come up with some more questions, much like the questions I was sort of asking him to come up with. Once you get an answer, you come up with 10 more questions. You get another answer, you come up with 10 more questions. So even from this morning, I have a bunch of questions for other schools about like, what do you, what do you guys do in terms of X, Y, and Z? Like, what, do you, what is, what is your angle on this sort of thing that this other school does? And um, so it's a process. It's going to be a lot of conversations, a lot of, uh, but overall, I don't think like the classes matter all that much. It's just high school. It's all the same base curriculum. So it's more about, to me, it's about like how they approach the teaching, how they ensure kids are in the appropriate classes and getting the appropriate nudges and they're not getting lost in the mix and they're getting help when they need it and et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So, okay. But you have, how many schools do you have on your like list right now? Oh, my current list of New England schools is up to 34. 34. <laughs> that, that's like, how the heck are you going to weed that down? Well, I'm weeding it you down. You can't talk to 34 schools, can you? I, I Could I apply to all of them? Could I talk to them? Maybe, maybe. I'd say the the short list of, of the ones that are in scope so far are probably uh, one, two, um... Three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Ah, it's somewhere between, somewhere around 10 of those 34 are in the running. For no particular reason other than like uh, location and size and, uh, I don't know, it's kind of arbitrary. Okay, 34 still, I mean, 10 is still a lot. Ten is still a lot. Yeah. 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 All right. All right. Okay. What can you do? I need. I need a hobby. Uh yeah yeah yeah. yeah. All right. Cool. So all right. Well, well, I'm interested to follow along here, but I guess there's going to be a uh, downtime here. I'm surprised you even had an update today. What do you mean? Conversation. You said there was a, this, like the downtime. They don't want to talk to anybody right now. And then you said I have the conversation. Oh yeah yeah. And then this uh this this school got in touch. So I was like, oh okay sweet. All right. So does that mean they're like desperate? Like these recruiters emailing me with poorly worded emails? Well, uh, you know, they want to fill their pipeline just like the recruiters do, right? Mm-hmm. They mm-hmm. want to establish a rapport with 
as many people as possible and then and then coldly reject the ones they could give a crap about. Um, but I don't know. They, they were they were very kind. He spent a solid hour with me. So uh, and just listened to my ramblings and and uh, we lamented on these different scenarios and it was kind of cool. Just talked about how the dorms had a smallish number of kids and there's two faculty families that live in the dorms with the kids. So I'm like, okay, great. They're going to adopt my kid and see them anymore. <laughs> Which is kind of how it goes, right? <sighs> but we shall see. All right. All right. Work yeah, to do, test to study for, you know, and well, I thought one of the things was interesting He and he kind of poo-pooed the standardized testing a little bit. And I took the opposite approach. I was like, you know what? Who cares if it's standardized testing? We're we're learning material that he's going to have to learn in eighth grade anyway. Like, basically, the whole this upper school SSAT, it's, it's all, it's algebra, it's a lot of geometry. There's some mm-hmm. stuff on there from earlier, but there's tons of eighth grade material and beyond. Like, there's a lot of algebra on there. Um, so yeah, he's got to learn it. Yeah, but or, learning it for a test is different than learning it for... Well, own. I'm teaching it to him, so it's a little of both. Yeah, all right. Yeah. Okay. Like a lot of the tricks with um, just recognizing three, four, five triangles. I'm sure you're aware of three, four, yeah, five yeah, triangles. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. And you can but scale. That's that's so the geometry. That's not even algebra, though. That's yes, like it's geometry. Next. I switch subjects really quick. Oh. But <laughs> it's that you know you can scale them. So if you have a a, tr- a right triangle that's like um, let's say fifteen twenty, then what's the What's the hypotenuse? Wait, what'd you say? You're asking me, you want me to answer a question? I didn't think you were going to come at me. If it's a right triangle and the A side and B side are 15, 20, then what's the hypotenuse? The A side and the B side are 15 and 20. I'm supposed to know this by... Yeah, because you can scale Uh, them. It's three, four, five, right? I know you're asking me, so... Uh Uh-huh. It's uh, 25. It's 25. Yeah. Right. Okay, yeah. And as long That's as great. you know, as long as you you can consider that a trick and teaching you the test and all this stuff, but I use that junk all the time in life. You you use the three four five triangle a lot. Oh yeah, lots. For what? you ever want to check something uh, for square, then it, like a big thing on a field or something. If you're measuring lines for say a soccer field, uh-huh. uh huh. Three four five triangle, man. That's how you do it. Really. Sure. So you'll, you'll measure out three feet and measure out four feet and you'll measure out the hypotenuse at five feet and you're like, okay, it's square. Well, you do 30 feet, 40 feet, that kind of thing. Yeah. Okay. All right. Yeah. And you get the, the intersection out there and, and basically force the... Now, I think you can still mess that up, of course, because the angle at the angle... Then you can still mess it up. <laughs> no, you can't mess it up because if those distances are all true, then it, it forces it into being a right triangle. And then you're, you're guaranteed that corner is 90 degrees. Yeah. You can't, that's the whole point of it. That's uh yeah. Pythagoras would tell you. All right. Yeah. Okay. In real so life. Get into some geometry. All right. I don't, I don't, I don't know that I'd done that before. I, mean, I know, I know. And, and of course the other guy with all the paints, like, what are you talking about? I just look over there and I, the tree, that tree and that tree, it's the field, <laughs> right? They just don't care. And these, this is the attention to detail. Last time we lined hey, the field. Anything worth doing is worth doing poorly. It's worth doing <laughs> moderately poorly. I remember this because we we always get together and we line the fields at the beginning of the season. Because then yeah. for the rest of the season, you just go over the same lines. 
So we had to measure everything. Lines and, and strings and all this nonsense. Uh, and he's the guy has a map. He's got a map of how the field should look. And he does the goal box for the soccer field. And I said, where's the arch? He's like, what do you mean? I'm like, where's the arch on the top of the box? He's like, oh, we don't need that. It's too much. I'm like, no, you, you 100% need it. That's the... That's where the players have to stand when there's a penalty kick. That's the 10 yards from the penalty spot arch. Hmm. That's the radius. And he's like, oh, you could do it if you want. I'm like, give me the what? strength. <laughs> like, he just wasn't going to do them. Really? <laughs> he was just going to leave the arches off. Uh, yeah. It's absurd. That's weird. It's worth uh, doing poorly, as you say. Yeah, well, yeah, but it's worth doing. He didn't do it. No, he didn't finish. You gotta, you gotta define what that means. That's weird. Yeah, I don't think he's the right person for that job. No, <laughs> they're all volunteers, man. It's great. We have so I had I, I sent know, out a soccer email, and I sort of uh, yeah, I, I'm tired of hearing that. Oh, it's volunteer. Like I'm not saying volunteers should do poor work. I'm saying. When only one person volunteers for the job, you don't have that many choices. It's hard to fire the single person that volunteered to do it. I guess. I guess. So we're supposed to have a what, what we're calling COVID coordinators for our, each yeah, team. We did those yeah, in the fall. Yeah, so I included in my email, hey, I asked for parents. Hey, if anybody has some time, you know, we really need a COVID coordinator. Not going to get any. No. Well, I have one reply, of course. Oh, one person replied. I'd love to help out where I can, but oh. what should I do? I send them back. Well, mostly you're just taking attendance because okay. like, we need to know yeah. who's at the who's there. At both. Does that mean I have to be at the practices and the games? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm. I've, I was too. T- at that point, I just stopped. I didn't even reply. I'm done. I'm going to save this for tomorrow. I mean, you're going to absolutely trigger me if you start talking about soccer and planning. But I I, I, I'm just, I have to be at both? Aren't you already bringing your kid there? Do, like, I, yeah, do I need we, to say this? Actually, that reminds me. I did have a soccer. Oh, I didn't have a soccer today. Um, you can't stay I, for 15 minutes and just check off the attendance list for me? I do have to follow up with all my people, though, because I'm the division director for Scrade 2. Let's see if they've been updating. We have a spreadsheet, big giant Google sheet that everybody's supposed to go in and update when they, you know, get home from their thing. Practice their game. Make sure that they uh, make sure everybody's updating it. Not one team hasn't updated it at all. The other team, everybody else. Uh, one team, none at all. So, oh, well, two teams. Okay. So one team has one person that they've checked off. I'm like, how did you only have one person checked off? Mm. Uh, yeah, I just got a message too, and no, it doesn't matter. This is, I, this is, yeah, I mean, it's for contact tracing. I get that we have to do it, and that's why it's easier. Like the coach, just go into the spreadsheet at the end of your practice or whatever, or sometime next time you're at the computer, but just take the attendance. It's easy. Yep. We did the COVID coordinators, and like the COVID coordinators in the fall were supposed to be like, make sure only one person was there for each family, and make sure everybody had their map masks on and staying 10 feet away from everybody else and six feet or whatever it was. And I'm like, that is the worst. That's the worst job. I'm not asking somebody to do that. If somebody wants to do it, they can do it, but I'm not volunteering somebody for that. Cause forget it. You just have to walk around the field and like make enemies with all your neighbors. That's so weird. Forget it. I'm not doing it. No. (laughs) And then, and then uh, because the refs were, we were trying to absolve all the refs from this. Now the refs all have the power to do it. For the older kids. 
So yeah. So I well, I think the coordinator in our case is just going to be like take attendance. But if yeah. there's someone causing issues, they're going to hand it over to someone with more power or something. You know, at that point, I'm just going to be like, it probably turn over to the coaches, or if we're in a game, it's going to be the refs or something. Um, I don't know. I just won't hesitate to call the police at that point. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> be like, I don't want to deal with this. This is not. I just here to coach soccer. I don't need this nonsense. You know. <sighs> yeah. yeah. Right. And that's the thing is right. Like nobody wants. It's yeah. I, I'm just dealing. I'm just in the weeds right now dealing with a whole bunch of scheduling stuff and like I said earlier I think I said on the show like I have girls on my team that are playing on like at least three different teams my team a different soccer team and a basketball team or a lacrosse team or a I don't know and some girls are doing like two two three teams and doing a musical instrument one girl on my team is like guitar karate and two soccer teams and like she shows up for a half hour of the practice and I'm just like of an hour and a half practice, a half, I have two hour and a half practices and she shows up for a half hour on one night. Well, no, that's not true. But one girl hasn't even showed up for practice. I emailed the dad, the parent last night. I'm like, is your daughter still planning on playing on the team? Oh yeah. I'm really sorry. I haven't gotten back to you. We just can't make practices because X, Y, and Z, but we're going to come to the games. And I'm just like, okay, fine. <laughs> but it's like, this is not what we should be doing. So I don't know. It's, it's really aggravating to me. And you know, this is where, I, as a volunteer, I'm like, you know, could you just throw me a bone here? Show me a little bit of interest. Like, let me try and coach your team. I'm trying to do this, but I don't know. I, I, and, ugh, I, I, I don't know. It, I enjoy me, these yeah. dilemmas. You know, how much can I send home a letter to the parents and be like, your kid needs to get on a running regiment. I'd like to see <laughs> a log. Every day, at least 15 minutes of hard interval training. Like, <laughs> I mean, I'd like to see their diet routine for the next six months. You know, this yeah. is this is a tricky thing because it's really hard to even speak about because it's like I feel like there should be some some area of that where you know the. And again, I'm not, this is where I get stuck between my town is ultra competitive in all things, right? Cause now we have girls playing three different sports at the same time. Yeah. And also, well, if you're going to do this and you're going to have this attitude, like we want to excel, then I got to give you the instructions on how to excel. And I don't want to hear you complain like, oh, um, we can't do this or this isn't acceptable. Like, I don't know. I, this is where well, I get like tied I'm up. I'm also on looking this. at it in terms of just recreational. It's recreational soccer, sure. But I, I do feel like there is a baseline. And there in fact there is a baseline. There are health recommendations from the federal government that say, you know, this is the minimum. Yeah. <laughs> this is the minimum amount of movement a person should be doing to live like a healthy life. And or we've been doing a lot of body body positivity and accepting things and I don't want to. I'm going to be going out on a limb a little bit with this. <laughs> I don't want go. to get yelled at. Here we I go. don't want to shame the way people look or anything because people look the way they look. But I really do not like it when we market uh, justifications for lack of movement. Let's say. Uh, yeah. Because 
kid, you know, kids, adults, whoever, I, don't even don't adults don't come up to me and be like, oh, boy, I'm not a kid anymore. And pat on your beer belly. That has nothing to do with age. <laughs> well, that's 100 percent your what you decided oh, yeah. to do with your life as you grew up. Yeah. The ice cream that I eat every night. Yeah. I mean, I'm no different. I had about six bags of jelly beans since yesterday. Oh, my gosh. So many. <laughs> I mean, since uh, Easter, because we had a lot of Easter candy. Yeah. But for these kids, yeah, I mean, goodness gracious. And uh, granted, the parents I get are not, they're not complaining about the amount of work. They're they are bringing them to soccer to get them moving. Yeah. Uh, for the most part. So I, I, I'm saying this a bit tongue in cheek, right? But also, like, we, we should be integrating this more into, okay, COVID threw a wrench in the works. But physical education in school is a big thing. It's near and dear to me, of course, family member involved. Uh, it, it should be tied very closely into the curriculum, I think. There's this base level of of fitness. They don't have to be superstars. They don't have to be competitive athletes. They have to... They have to... Because th- th- this is... I've had this discussion with my kids. Like, being number one is extraordinarily difficult because there's only one out of however many there are. That's an enormous... That's a really tough thing. But being... Uh, if you don't compare yourself to everyone else, if you don't say, say, I have to be in this percentile, that has nothing to do with it. Just say, I want to have this base level of fitness, which means I am going to do X number of minutes a day of exercise, of, of elevated heart rate stuff. That's your goal. That's the bar. Not, I have to beat everyone else. A whole different area. And I think that's super important. But that gets me on my whole high horse around have your kids walk to school because that may be all the exercise they get. You know, don't put them on the bus if you're close enough for them to walk. Let them walk. Don't drive them. Let them walk. If it takes an hour, who cares? It's good for them. Yeah, it's great. They'll yeah. love it. Teach uh, them how. As long as it's walk safe. with them. Let them do it <laughs> safely. The motor safely, coaches are terrifying. Uh, motor coaches are terrifying. Yeah, I. Th- th- this is a very tricky thing. I mean, our society. I think is overcorrecting now. I think we were way too, way too focused on the appearance of women, and now we're whoa, whoa! I wasn't talking about women, but yeah, you, but <laughs> no, uh, you are though because all those women pictures, that's what all those ads yeah, are about all that. Know. That's what I mean. The marketing to the women is like this is what I'm going to. I, sh- I should. This is what I should look like, and this is what I want to look like when I get older. I think we're overcorrecting now. We're being too accepting. Too we're accepting unhealthy. I think a little bit. We're a things. bit under dampened. You know, almost yeah. everything we've talked about on the show so far. I, this comes up. I don't know if you think this way as well, but I always think back to these physics experiments of things being over dampened and under dampened. <laughs> no, Do you know what I'm talking about. I, I don't know. Maybe not. I don't we know. We were in the same classes. You don't remember this one? So it's <laughs> under dampened. So we keep overcorrecting in the opposite direction. It's like if the shock on your car is broken mm-hmm. on your motor coach mm-hmm. and you hit a bump mm-hmm. and the wheel just goes boy, oh, yeah, 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 oh, yeah. Like up and down for too much yeah so the shock is what provides the appropriate amount of dampening yes so you get your 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 anomaly is the pothole and then the correction is the, the spring essentially shoots the wheel down into the hole and then the, the edge of the hole like sends it back in the other direction but the shock dampens it and says no no no, no we're gonna go right back to normal Smooth road, surface, right? Without the shock, you're under dampened and the tire leaps off the ground and then slams into the pavement, 
leaps off the ground again, slams into the pavement. That's the kind of stuff that happens with this, right? We get these marketing ads of like morbidly obese yeah. people. It's not even, I'm not even joking. I'm not trying to be mean about it. I'm really not trying to shame anyone. And, and, and it's with these headlines that basically say like, this is completely healthy. And whew. It's not. Don't at me about this, but uh, <laughs> I feel like we're walking a, a thin line on some of those. No pun intended. Like, there's a bit of a gray. I think for a handful of those ads, yeah. it's very easy to say no. By definition, that is not possible. I think. I think you have to disconnect the a person's a, a person's self worth from what they look like, and I think that's what we should be celebrating. Yeah. I don't think we need to. I don't think we need to. Body shaming is not what we should be. Definitely shouldn't be shaming people for the way they look. But we should be coaching people. <laughs> you know, we should be educating we people. We should be coaching people, yeah. yeah. And if Well, and there was a few lately, and we're gonna get in so much trouble yeah, for this. There was a yeah. few there was there was one every once in a while I go to the, the bicycling.com website. I don't know why, because I hate that website. It's like but right up on the front they had this like um you know, kind of bicycling is for everyone sort of thing. And I don't know if it's still there. And the the thought that was going through my mind was like, you know. I'm really glad that these people are doing this because good for them. But at the same time, the the article is essentially saying people of all shapes and sizes can bike. And I'm like, yeah, okay. But this is their first time. (laughs) (laughs) Like my, my only conclusion is this is not, it's, this is still not healthy. Like, Okay, you could you could be able to say run. Uh let's say you're a decent runner, but you're a hundred pounds overweight. Okay. And somehow you can cruise along at some speed and your joints are getting destroyed and your heart is being crushed and arteries clogged <laughs> and all this stuff, and you think like, no, no, I'm in great shape because I can run. Yeah. I can run five miles. It's like, but you're you're just pounding your body into a like <laughs> into oblivion yeah which so so uh, i just went to bicycling.com and the lead story here is about accessibility trails i don't think you're referring to people that are like no i know uh, that's disabled or otherly yeah, i see I it as well handicapped yes, I okay i just want to make sure like you're not mean uh, you yeah no, I, you're mean somebody that's, that's a whole different subject that i can get into a lot more trouble for as well <laughs> <laughs> i mean the accessibility of mountain biking trails is pretty comical right it's like yeah, yeah, you could get yourself in trouble. <laughs> Granted, but the picture on here is amazing. This woman has this three-wheeled bike. She's got this determined look of determination yeah. on her face, and she's going over rocks and rivers and stuff. Like, that's cool. Yeah. And, and she clearly has a hand cycle. Actually, I have no idea how the thing's powered. I don't know how it's cycled either. It must be electric. Uh, but, uh, yes, but you're, you're right. Like, this isn't for everybody. And, I, yeah, I don't know. This is a tricky one. I'm not this trying is to really exclude anyone. Yeah. What I'm trying to say is... If if you're entering into a sport or an activity, what what I what I feel like is the the is the detrimental to things is when you say is essentially what they're saying is people that are morbidly obese, and I don't say this lightly, can also be runners. And what I'm trying to say, or bikers, and what I'm trying to say is, well, yes, like that's not a lie. That is true. You can be. 
but it's not a good thing. Like you, you shouldn't stop doing it, but you should use it as a gateway to begin addressing some of these health issues because they are health issues. They're not just like, accept me the way I am forever because goodness gracious. Like, what am I really going to get in trouble for saying this stuff? Like, isn't obesity a problem? Haven't we been saying this? See, this is where I think, this is where I think we have, the media I think has failed us, right? Um, it's funny. I was running on the bike trail tonight, right? Uh, the bike path. And I saw some signs and it was like, one of them was the media is the virus, right? So there's a bunch of like bumper stickers that people had put up. These weren't signs that were authorized. It was like stickers on the back of, of stop signs and whatnot. Right. But I do think like, I think you sit and talk to somebody, they're going to have a like, and they're going to speak to you normally and be like, yeah, I can see why somebody that's like, a, a woman that's five, four or a man that's five, eight and 250 pounds. That's not good for their heart. That's not good for their cardiovascular system, right? They shouldn't just decide that, Hey, I'm going to go out and run five miles without any sort of, you know, let's do some checks and make sure your heart's up for this first. Maybe should we should walk and shed some of this weight first. So your joints, like you're going to have that conversation and it's going to be a normal conversation when you take it to the internet and you start making headlines and people are like, Oh, you can't tell somebody they can't run. Of course not. Nobody wants to, but you're like spin this on this media sites, especially the social media and people get all like, no, everybody can do whatever they want. It's just not true. And like we, people refuse to believe this stuff, right? I, yeah, I don't even mean to say like they shouldn't ever do it once. They should get I, it's more that, yeah, the way they're painting the picture is it's okay for them. Yeah. And it will always be okay for them to never change. And I guess what I'm disagreeing with is hopefully this is a gateway that will encourage them to take some steps to get some of the change. If they want to be cyclists and that encourages them to be a little healthier and then I know, I took us changing your diet. Yeah. I mean, I took us on a wild ride with the bike pass stickers and all that stuff. But the, like the point to me was like, yeah, these headlines, like fat shaming is awful. We shouldn't shame people because they're fat, if, but we should help them. Right. Or like encourage them or provide opportunities and education and, and, and outlets for them to be, to change their behavior if they want, if they're comfortable with their life choices and they're, they're what they are. But if they want to be an, an athlete and perform in a way that's more health, um, see more healthy is weird. This I is guess, a fascinating yeah. angle too. Though, it's hard. Right? To so say in some, stuff. in some places, yeah, here's a, here's a, for example, <laughs> this is extraordinarily controversial. Oh goodness. <laughs> Let's say we have universal health care. Okay. Right. And you know, it's insurance and everybody's paying for the insurance. So I uh, I do something silly. Let's give me a very specific example around me. I go skiing and I break my collarbone. And is it is it within your I, you, is it okay? Not okay, but is it's possible that you and other people might say, you know, thanks for costing the system. Right, you were careless. You were reckless. You did something stupid, and now we're whoa, all whoa, paying. Whoa. I to don't fix you. I don't think snowboarding is something stupid. But I was a bit reckless when oh. I was skiing. So the fact mm. that it ended in in I'm, I'm giving a for example here, okay. like, or give another example of someone who's who is speeding. Right, they're in their motor coach. Well, 
they're going 90 miles an hour. They flip their car. They break their spine. They need all this surgery paid for by everyone else. And everyone now everyone's kind of bitter. Good thanks. Right? We got to pay for you to be a giant dumbass. <laughs> okay. Does that begin to creep? So someone gets sick? No, not their fault. Someone gets cancer? Can't really do anything to prevent that. Except for skin cancer, maybe? Should have worn sunscreen? Like, how much guilt do we start to get kind of casually transmitted? And then when you get people that are just living unhealthy, right? Just I just eat donuts 24-7. And they need all this medical care. Or, okay, we're, we're going down. Yeah, well, you know, you say this, but you know what the, the top two causes of death in 2020 were? Uh, I do. I absolutely do. Because it's always cardiovascular disease. Number one. It's always heart, heart disease. disease. Yep. And uh, like motor vehicle crashes. No, 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 wasn't that. It was, was the second one. Guess, come on. COVID. That was number three. You should get this. Well, not two. See, that didn't mean that even me saying you should get this was awful. But um, it's cancer, right? So oh, it's cancer, right? Yeah, I'm, I'm a dumbass. Yeah, yeah well, of course it's cancer. Uh, it's, it's always hard to see cancer. But so, so I also wonder. Um, but those are now not all cancers and not all heart disease are are preventable. But, so, but, but I, they are. I think heart disease. Some of well, them. Well, it's hard to see. Stay up. Everybody has to die of something. Yes. So this when you when you look at the number one cause is heart disease. I always wonder. Is that the cause? Like they used to say, they used to say people died of old age. And then at some point back in the 50s or something, I forget what it was. I thought that was just natural causes. I don't think natural causes. No, they they are not allowed to write that down anymore as a cause of death. That's weird. So it has to be a thing like heart disease. So they have to put down a cause of death. That's why Mm. you don't see, there's nothing on that list there that says old age like they always have to everyone has to die of something and so i always wonder on those when you say what's the number one cause of death oh it's it's heart disease number four was unintentional injury by the way which i think is like motor coach accidents it includes a lot of things yeah Yeah, well yeah that's where i think the and that gets broken down yeah huh three was covid yeah that's high up there uh yeah that yeah that's really really high up there for the article of course is saying you know a year ago it didn't have a name and then it was the number three cause of death number three um <laughs> yeah uh yeah I uh yeah but this but those two first two things do speak to diet and exercise right again not all cancers not all heart not disease, the cancer thing but, but yeah <laughs> well some no some cancers are tied to what I mean especially if you. Uh, as I had to go through the screening, alcohol is a is a contributing factor. Ah, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, so um, that's true in terms yeah. of probability. Yes. Yeah, and, and I guess it's all probability yeah. in that regard. But to your, your point, though, like what you're saying is, should the general public be have some say if in what people are, <laughs> what determines what uh, what defines somebody as living healthy or not, right? You know, so if somebody is, if we're, if we're now promoting that it's okay to weigh, to be a hundred pounds overweight and to be, you know, if, if we're promoting that now, is that good social policy? What that huh? social policy? I'm going to, I'm going to go ahead and say no. Yeah. Wow. All right. Yeah. Cancel him. 
cancel him, everyone. Write in and cancel him. Even though I tend to mostly agree, except on the universal healthcare thing. No, I don't even disagree with that. I don't think it's. I don't <laughs> think it's good joking. policy to be <laughs> anti-shaming. Yeah, you know, I want to be welcoming and encouraging yeah. and say, let's get started on this stuff, and I'll help you. And if this is your first step in a long journey, fantastic. Let's get moving. But if this is the this is how I'm going to be for the entire journey, I'm going to be like, whoa, 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 what's what are you talking about? We're not. <laughs> yeah. We but, can't get to the end of this journey if your intention is to stay that way. Like it's not, it's not a destination. Anyways, yeah. Um, I think we've all said all this stuff before. Anyways, it 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 is tricky though. I got three daughters. I have to be careful about what I say, when I say it, and who I say it in front of. You know, it's 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 a more um, enlightened world than even when I was their age, right? You know, I'd say we do have. I think there's a lot of better stuff we have about as far as objectifying women for one thing, right? And and equality. I know we're not there yet. Don't don't at me with that stuff, right? Um, I know everything's not even, and uh, but I so we, I try to. Some in fact, somebody said to me recently, like, oh yeah, someone said to me, they they thought it was funny that a girl, no, a boy would have a a a baseball card. Uh, I'm putting quotes around baseball card because it was of Alex Morgan, right? And Alex Morgan, if you don't know who that is, she is a star on the women's national soccer team who yeah. won the world. U.S. Women's. U- yeah. yeah, U.S. Mm-hmm. Women's na- national soccer team who won the World Cup. And it's like, why shouldn't the boys, you know, look up to these athletes as – Yeah. Um, who would it, say that? Who would say what? No, you said you someone you know said this. Yeah, I was like really surprised because my daughter thought it was funny, like thought it was cool that he had this, like, and was telling. And then I was just like, uh, I, I was like, wow, you know, I and I was like, oh, I think it's cool. I don't know, it's good. I think you know they, they. And then it was like weird, like, is it why does he have the card or why is he is he like is it is it creepy <laughs> way or is, is it, it like uh, you know. Oh, it's always so, has to be that. Yeah, I know, and that's unfortunate also, and hopefully we can correct on that stuff too. But like yeah, but let's normalize some of these women athletes and and, and um you know, celebrate their achievements too. Um I'm not sure what we get into. So I wasn't hundred percent talking about women here, just to be clear. It angers me more than anything in the world. <laughs> <laughs> what? More than anything. It it it, it uh, what's the word we use? Really grinds my gears. Grinds my gears, yeah. What I said earlier, when people I know, I'm friends with, look me right in the face and just be like, yeah, you know, old age. And it's just, (laughs) you know, I have, I don't want to give specific examples, but I've been ribbing a a specific friend of mine recently to be like, you got to do something about this man. And he's literally will look straight in my face and and say, what do you mean? There's nothing I can do. Like, of course there's something. Yeah. Sometimes it's just not. They literally think it's impossible. This is just how, this is me. This is my shape. This is who I am. <laughs> well, that, and, that's what I'm, that's what I'm saying. And we, I keep saying women because I, I do think there's like, up until they hit puberty and stuff, I think like anything kind of goes, the body goes through such dramatic changes yeah. after or during puberty and after that body shapes change so much. That's why. Again, I'm not yeah. talking shape, though. I'm talking like you're carrying around 50 extra pounds. But Your how knees cool. are getting are destroyed. Are you talking adults? Dads? Dad bods? 
Yeah. yeah. But, yeah. Oh, all right. Well, then, yeah. Extreme, extreme dad bod. Oh, yeah. All right. Then, yeah, then let's get on those guys. But you I, I you know. did start this on talking about the women and the whole thing. Well, it, because it's that's what some of the campaigns were. But I meant it to be inclusive of all genders. Well, they do this, too, with the dad bod <laughs> thing. We're joking about it now, but that, they're they like norm, they're normalizing that stuff, too. Okay. Thank you for reminding me. And now I'm equally enraged of all those things. We started with the dad bots. We started by normalizing. We did. We absolutely dad did. Dad bod. Yeah. Yeah. And as we know full well, according to the CDC guidelines, because we were checking to see if we could cheat and get COVID vaccinations early, dad bod is uh, the BMI is too high. Yeah. Overweight. And yes, I mean, it's, 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 and I will say this, it seems like it's pretty low, but uh, like you were saying, I would have to be 140 pounds or whatever. Like, that's crazy. That's the low, low, low. low All right. Um, I don't know where I was going with this now. But, uh, yeah, no, uh, but you know, there is definitely a difference between, cause we're not putting fat people on the cover of like, I don't know what cover of what magazine would have dudes with their shirts off. I don't know. Um, but there's no swimsuit edition for men. There's no, sure I, I, there uh, is there, I don't know. <laughs> I, I don't know what that is. I I'm, usually for, um, what fireman care calendars or putting fat firemen on calendars. I, I don't know. This isn't a genre that it's I'm It's a different show. Uh, I don't know how much, um, what's a different I don't know. show. I can't, I'm not going to speak for the ladies and what they want to see. Well, they're not like, I know it's not, it's not what they want to see. Right. Well, I don't know. And this is now is getting really kind of cringy and, and weird, but like, I think there's still, there's still a huge double content. standard between how we treat women's bodies and how we treat men's bodies. Right. I don't, there's I'd not like to go on record again saying I was, my imagination was for my, honestly, I was picturing dudes the whole time. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Cause That's I'm partially not... enraged with my friend who can look me right in the face and be like, nothing I can do. Okay. And I, doctor said, doctor, I mean, he told me flat out. He's like, the doctor thinks I could lose 10 pounds. Like, the doctor <laughs> is telling you what he thinks you will do. You've made a picture, dude. You definitely started this after we were talking about girls soccer. Uh, yes. Well, yeah. that's because I'm coaching the girls. But, okay. We were talking about let kids fitness and yeah, yeah, participation. Yeah, yeah. All right. We've gone. Yeah. yeah. We're now we're off. I don't know. We've dug ourselves in a pretty deep hole here. I think it may be time to go for a walk. <laughs> you need to go exercise. You said at eleven o'clock at night or whatever. I already it is. did. I already biked and wrestled today. And oh, jeez. Yeah, plenty. Yeah. yeah. You're an Adonis. Yeah, man. no, I'm. I'm um, got my watch says uh, that 1100 calories. 1100 calories. How many steps? I don't know. Yeah. I don't do steps. All right, all right. This we've down. We're down the rabbit hole. Cue the music. Thank you for listening to our show. We'd love to hear from you. Email us at dads at dadsbeingdads.com. We're on Facebook too, forward slash dadsbeingdadspodcast. All four words, all jammed together. Or search Dads Being Dads Podcast. You can find us. Throw us a like and some comments. And of course, iTunes. Send us a review and some sweet, sweet stars. Twitter too, but uh, we'll have to get back on that. But you can find us.